What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Anyway, 
what was the comment about, you might say. It was about history. Folks, let me tell you something. Even secular world historians all come to the same conclusion, which does nothing but verify the Word of God, if you understand the Word of God and understand the concepts and the precepts that the Word of God lays out. And the fact is that prosperity in any civilization breeds monsters. Adversity is what breeds character and 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 has an has something to do with goodness as we would look at it. Even in the word of God, the last church that's spoken to is in the depths of apostasy thinking that they've got it all when they're absolutely going, they're bassackers. They've got it all wrong. Brother Chad, turn to Revelation 3, read verse 16 through the end of the chapter. Show what I'm talking about. This is right before all the hell breaks loose, right before John's vision starts. This is the, the last word the Lord Jesus Christ puts down. It shows that everything ends in degeneration. Every civilization, every world historian has brought the point, the point up that prosperity Though it's good for the flesh, though it's good for a good life for a period of time, it ends in degeneration. And the point, even a secular historian, when they talk about this and have no idea what they're saying, they prove the biblical point that the problem is not anything other than the sin nature in each individual that breathes breath no matter who he is. If that goes contrary to what you believe, then you're wrong. You're just flat wrong. You could take every outside influence away out of your life and live in a bubble. What you're going to do with your mind, see? See, this is where everybody, they get off base. They get off of what the, the Word of God actually says. I'm just bringing you out a, a simple point that if you grasp this, you won't have a problem with self-righteousness. You'll never run into that problem. You'll never think that you're better than the next person. You won't run into that problem. Not if you will let remember what I just said. And I say this, I said all that to say this. We have an opportunity now with our new president. Things look good. But notice the how far, how bad it had to get to bring out the so-called quote-unquote Christian vote to get that point. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, in other words, it, it goes right along with the doctrine that has been left behind for the last 100 years, 150 years, the doctrine of Christian suffering. Prosperity, you, listen, do you think God is much at a birthday party when everybody's smiling with balloons going up in the air? Do you think God is much for that as you do when he brings you out of severe physical pain? Do you go to the, do you go to the Father with tears in your eyes 
seeking his fellowship, seeking an answer from him when all the bills are paid and the kids are healthy and you're doing fine, the job's fine, and you're comfortable. Do you under do you get what I'm saying, guys? You understand? Amen. The point I'm, yeah. I'm making. You cannot deny it. If you you can deny it, it's denied all the time. But you do so with your own peril because you're making your own self out a liar. You're blinded. You have no concept of what's going on around you. Every civilization. Prosperity, it grows, it grows to a certain point, it grows to a certain point, then it starts a downhill climb. Always, always, always. The whole book of Judges is about this. We've done it in years gone by. We've went through, and I have shown you, the Lord talks about it just over and over and over again. Each chapter, chapter after chapter after chapter after chapter. And it's no different with civilization. It's no different with any country, folks. The greatest civilizations that this world has ever seen always ended in degeneration and apostasy. And it's because of sin. See, we break it on down from the big picture down to the smallest, minute picture, which is in your flesh. That's why the Apostle Paul said, in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, for I am sold under sin. Unless you get that, you will never, that's the arrival date. There is no such thing as learning enough out there of head knowledge to get to a point where all of a sudden you quit sinning, okay? That dog won't hunt nowhere in the Scripture. The only thing, that's the reason for the separation of the inward man and the outward man. That's why that those doctrines are so important to understand. Those that deny them are out in limbo. You'll never understand this book. Prosperity breeds monsters. Adversity, like the Apostle Paul talks about, that's why God allows the adversity in his children's lives. If he didn't, they'd be a bunch of slobbering, self-righteous heathens. And that's the way generally, that's the way I said generally speaking, that's the way you can tell the wheat from the tares. I said generally speaking. I'll say it the third time. I said generally speaking. Now, don't work all the time. Listen, you can take the character of a a white male and female, two people married with two kids in the nineteen thirties, just in the in with a norm with an average education. I'm talking about real average. With an average education, with just enough money to live on, and their life would be in as Perfect as far as the outward appearance goes in comparison to today's people that think that they're bigwigs in Christianity. Because the outward appearance is nothing but deception. 
You think, oh, if I just had another 150 or $200, I'd be better off. Oh, you just spend it. And if you saved it, you just turn greedy. Folks, the only hope for this world, the only hope for you and I, are you and me, Brother Tony. How's that go? You and me instead of you and I is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only hope. The cross is proof positive that the Father gave up on humanity as far as itself having to do with anything. There had to be somebody to fulfill the law. There had to be, and the only one who could do it was the lawgiver himself in human form. Prosperity. Not according to the Bible, but according to the Bible and according to the secular historians. Check, go read this, read some of it. Find out, find out for yourself. You should know. There should be a spirit within you just taking a deep breath and looking around outside of your own little bubble. And what I'm saying is true. Nothing is getting better and better, folks. It's an illusion. That's the reason evolution is such a fairy tale. It cannot be it cannot be it can't be justified in real science. It can't be justified by society. It can't be justified by the growth the rise and fall of civilization. It can't be justified any way but in a, the imaginations of carnal man. That's the only way it can be justified. It's in an individual's carnal mind. Now, just I'm not I'm not going to comment on anything, brother Chad's fishing to read. But this is the last. This is the this is the last assembly that the Lord deals with before the revelation of Jesus Christ kicks off into all its mysteries and whatevers and this that and the others. I want you to listen close for the first, it maybe be for the first time. Listen to what the Lord himself says. And see if you think what I said was so outrageous about prosperity and your character. If you've got any kind of analytical, spiritual mind at all, you can figure that this the light bulbs should go off. Brother Chad. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have no need of nothing and have need of nothing, excuse me, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, 
and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Amen. And then kicks off the revelation of Jesus Christ in his glory and in its mystery, and we just finished the book and probably could go back through it and the Spirit would reveal all kind of stuff that we missed the first time. Well, I know there's a bunch of stuff I didn't even get to, didn't even cover. But you take that and you think about it, folks. And how many times, Brother David, have you heard me make that statement in programs past? You've been with me as long as just about anybody now. Mm-hmm. And Brother Kevin, I know Brother Kevin, he's saying amen, he's off mic. He's heard it, he's heard it ad nauseum. How many times have you heard me make that statement? Many times, many, many. Absolutely. Yes, it's true. It's true for all of us as well. Absolutely. And it has to end. See, this flesh, folks, is so godless and depraved that, see, the point of arrival is two places. There's two points of arrival for a for a child of God. A new body or getting put to bed with a shovel. That's when you arrive. There is no point of arrival in between. All these liars, all this fake junk about this perfected walking. They walk. They claim they're walking the sanctified life. They're lying out their teeth. Because they don't do outward things, what deals, what did they do with their minds? See, the Lord had them all covered. Some of the purest walking, rule obeying people there were were the Pharisees. Down to the to the hem of their garment, and just wicked as hell, whether they were serpent seed or not. And every civilization is the same way every time. Fat. Happy, lazy, and sassy. You've heard me say it at nauseum. Reckon, you, reckon if your child was laying there and they were, the doctors were doing everything they could to save your child's life, reckon you'd be approaching the father, You'd reckon you'd approach the father in tears and with earnest, then, or do you, would you approach the Father the same way then as you do when it, on a sunshiny day with a cool breeze blowing and the birds are tweeting and everything's wonderful in life? Now, which one? Just stop and think. Where do you get closer to the Father? So when he desires fellowship, 
Is he going to give you everything he wants? Everything you want? Or is he going to put trouble on you? If he really desires fellowship with you individually. See? Folks, I can tell you right now, I'll be the first to say, Amen to that condemnation. I'm the world's worst. Paul said he was the worst. And I say I'm the worst. If you, there's a spiritual bone in your body, you say you're the worst. Okay? <laughs> Unless you understand that, you don't have a clue. And like I said, this is the in this enclosed environment we live in, this project, that the Lord's got going on, that we know all we have knowledge, with all we can know about it is contained in a book. Because he's not going to speak outside of his book, contrary to what anybody thinks. He's not going to speak anything outside, contrary to what this book says. See, I'm going to get that in there, in one way or the other, because of the importance of it. Now it's that the, the the entropy law of sin. It, it works with civilizations all the way down to individuals on a on an individual basis, human level, all the way. There are no exceptions, except for one, and he turned out to be your savior and to be your father. All the doctrines, all the arguing back and forth about this and that and the other matters not, folks, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Because when you put to bed with a shovel or that change comes in the moment in the twinkling of an eye, whichever one comes first, that's when the arrival comes. That old... that stupid movie they had left behind well to turn and flip it around on top of the head that's when there's the parting of the ways old doc used to have a sermon an illustrated sermon that he'd draw a picture on his um board while he was preaching you know on his illustrated sermons and the name of it was the parting of the ways and I talk about it so much, and it, 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 I, I'm going to continue to talk about it because if you can, if you can make that, if you can make that connection, if you can make that connection, then you can be on your own. Then you, then you, the Holy Spirit can deal with you and work with you. Everything in between, from point A, first breath. To point B, the arrival time. And what's in between? The battle. It's a battle. No matter how smart you are, there's no amount of knowledge, there's no amount of secret societies, there's no amount of conspiracies, there's no amount of education in the world can help you. On that inner level, other than God Almighty and the Spirit of God and this book. 
There is no point of knowledge to where click and all of a sudden you're sinless. The only point that that takes place at, like I said, they either put you to bed with a shovel or the change takes place. One, two. True with history, true with you and I. Uh, Brian had a really good Spurgeon quote here. It says, the Lord gets his best soldiers out of the fields of affliction. Amen, Brother Charles Haddon Spurgeon. One of the, the, called him the Prince of Preachers. Amen, Brother Brian. Amen. And folks, you can steer clear of it. All, and and that's it. Listen. Self-gratification, self-preservation are the two pushing forces in your life. That's the fleshy portions of your life. Every time you choose to go against those, every time you choose to go against those for the Lord, that's putting the flesh down. I'm, I'm, let me break it down. Let me break it down real simple where you can where, where you can get it right across the plate. Waste time. Every time you give up the self-gratification and you walk, Contrary to the law of self-preservation, see that's the normal fleshy law. Those two, those two things. That's crucifying the flesh. See, the Lord walked contrary to it all his life. That's why he says, "Want to follow me? Pick up your cross daily." There's nothing fun and happy about a cross. Obedience to the Lord never guarantees smooth sailing though it's a lot smoother than it would be if you don't because of chastisement. But everybody comes under that if you're his son. No matter whether you walk in the straight and narrow so straight that you could turn a, turn sideways under a clothesline and not get wet during a rainstorm. Makes no difference. You're going to get it in the neck if you're his. And, and, and if one... See... It's really that simple, folks. I know it sounds so simplistic because you want it to be, some people want it to be hard and mysterious. And that, may, that means when the light comes on, oh, yes, there's this glorious revelation. Folks, I hate to disappoint you if that's the way you think. I didn't say there wasn't a bunch in between of that stuff that goes on. I'm just telling you, when you boil it down, Paul calls, the, calls it the simplicity that is in Christ. See, it's not by words of wisdom. He makes that plain, 1 Corinthians 1 and 2. Paul calls it the simplicity that is in Christ. Did anybody have any questions in the chat room? Did anybody write anything down? When I had about prayer requests or anything a while ago, brother? No, I don't see any questions at all. Mm, okay. Everybody's life must be hunky-dory then. Everybody's fine. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Folks, folks, you listen. <laughs> nothing, nothing. 
I'm not going to go on that rant. No I know sometimes I just don't want to. Well, I tell, I tell you what, folks, pray for me, okay, because I'm a wicked, vile sinner saved by grace. Pray for me. I have problems every stinking day, okay? If, you, if y'all have all got it together, I've got kids that are wayward. I've got all kind of crap in, the, in my life I wish was fixed. It's a battle, okay? Pray for me. If you've got it together and you don't need no prayer, then pray for me, all right? I'll take one or two of those prayers too, Brother Don. Amen, brother. Amen. Folks, this ain't a show. I'm offering you prayer, from, but if you got it all together, you don't need it, huh? Come on. You better, some, some of you don't have to worry about asking or saying anything because you're prayed for all the time anyway. The ones that are unnamed, I don't know who you are. But anyway, whatever, whatever, whatever. Brother Dave, what were we talking about today that you wanted to bring up tonight, brother? Well, I didn't know for sure whether we should bring it up, but I was talking about how there's an increased amount of demon activity in the world today that just seems to be running wild, and it becomes very apparent after this election and you can see like the talk of the coup with the democrats the left the crazies that are out there demonstrating the so-called professors in their tirades and rants about nazis and going on like people totally you know like mentally deranged it's got to be demons and i was thinking you know earlier we were talking about this stuff called um was it black goo that came from CERN that was, um, what was that substance? that? And they said this would cause people to start going deranged, crazy. Right, well, we talked about that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Last and, year sometime. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering if there's a connection between that, but all I know is for sure is it's demonic. Now, and it and, seems and, to be ratcheting up. Right, and me and Brother Dave was talking about today, and I brought up the point that, folks, I used to be a card-carrying member of Students for Democratic Society in the 60s, okay, in the late 60s, all right? I was one of the, you know, the Jerry Rubin types, the long-haired, the rebellious, the marcher, the blah, 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 blah. In our, in our most radical moments back then, don't even hold the light to the condition our colleges and students are in today. And this leftist, they call it right and left. What it is 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 wicked and non-wicked and sin and not sin. They want to give it another name. All right? It's either the word of God. It's back to the book or back to the jungle, one of the two. And and the world's going back to the jungle, folks. They're going back to the jungle. And most people that even claim Christian, they're headed right back to the jungle. The ways of the jungle, the carnality. Start out good. Talking about the as a whole. Start out good. Start out great with that, and then prosperity comes in, and everybody gets lax. Everybody gets lax. Start getting when at first when when this country was great, people got their tail tore up when they did wrong growing up. Wasn't no laws about any of that junk. 
and there was character built in in the in the in between the ages of four and ten that even though during the chemical change in the body was a teenager, after that got leveled out in the early twenties and late, they'd come back to it. See, the book's got it covered. Raise up a child in the way she go when it's old and not depart from it. See, the book's got it all covered. But the, the the demonic activity that he's talking about now, there's there, they want the help to go along with the natural degeneration of society. And that's what Brother Dave's talking about. He's not denying the natural degeneration. He's just saying it's getting extra help. Is that what, am I reading you right, Brother Dave? Absolutely. And, uh, that's, exa- and that's exactly right. That's what the Word of God seems to indicate. Well, it does indicate, don't seem to it. It does indicate that. Because it's the last times, folks. The last days. Boy, they've been saying that. Folks, you're one day closer to the end than you were yesterday. So don't come up with no arguments. They've been talking about last times. But, hey, it was the last time. It still is. Ever since the resurrections when the last days started. Okay? John tells you that. Little children, it is the last time. Okay? <laughs> All the way back then. But we're a day closer today than we were yesterday. See? This thing, there's an arrival point for evil and good. And we're headed there like a greaseball bearing. You don't want to be on that train. What else was you saying, brother? Well, it's the natural degeneration, and it's the people getting our society getting so far away from Christianity and what is real Christianity. I, like I was listening to Bill Warner today, and you know the leftists—they're they're inviting in the Mohammedans, right? Uh huh. They're inviting them to be among their leadership. Yeah, that's right. And let me break in. Just folks, start calling yeah. them Mohammedans. Don't give them the the decency of calling it Muslim. Okay, call them right. Mohammedans because that's what they are. All right. Go ahead, brother Dave. I just want to interject that because yeah. I thought that was a good point that you sent me earlier this week. Yeah, uh, Doctor Bill Warner was talking about that, and he said that well, what the the Mohammedan study is eighty five percent. Muhammad, they're following him as the perfect Muslim. So they're Mohammedans, and they stu- the Quran, the Sarah, and the Hadith all follow Muhammad 85%, and there's only 15% on Allah. And if you read about Allah, like it, you come up with the question, well, what is Allah? Who is Allah? What's Allah? <laughs> but, all this you know, junk the, about it being another name for, for the Father is ludicrous, folks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And but you know, Muhammad, oh, it's like being an ultra conservative Jew or something. He'd do this, do that, do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. I mm-hmm. mean, you know. So, but what they're inviting them in as leadership and to be part, I think, of a violent takeover. But what's happening around in all these universities and colleges a lot, they're preaching Islam, but it's illegal to preach about Christianity. And there's actual, uh, this would just, I just shook my head, it broke my heart, that there are actual Christian pastors where 
students in colleges are coming to them, chaplains or whatever they are, and saying, well, I'm thinking of converting to a Muslim. Can you tell me why I shouldn't? What's the difference? He's, they're saying stuff like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. You, you can get to God different ways. I mean, it, it's gone so far backwards that they're now accepting Baal. Uh, they're accepting the fallen angel, who's even less than Lucifer. I mean, at least the Satanists are going after the top. <laughs> yeah, going, amen. That's a good point, yeah. brother. <laughs> they're going after all oh, some little underling god, and, mm-hmm. and they're serving him, and they're saying there's no difference between him than Jesus Christ. Amen, it's, brother. Chad, like, while brother Dave's talking, turn to Second Thessalonians chapter two. Mm-hmm. And ahead, now brother. they're they're following these ideas, and it's whatever goes. Whatever anything is allowed in Muhammad. Uh, these Mohammedans, you know, having sex slaves, raping uh, the Kafirs, stealing all their money, doing all this. It, it to a, a lot of people, it sounds appealing because it gives them power over others and it er, enriches them. It's a political system, and it's born in the pit of darkness. And the world is being is succumbing to it here. And we are the Israel of God. Amen. And this is going to bring about repercussions from the Lord himself among yes, us. Yes, Not brother. just our own actions bringing it on, but he's going to come and there's going to be, you know about this, the best soldiers came out of the field of afflictions? Mm-hmm. Oh, God's going to have a lot of field of afflictions here if, if we can't preach the truth and get people to repent. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ's recommendation to get out of that slovenly, lazy condition, folks, is pain. Don't that sound so? Don't that sound so wrong on the surface? Do you know what gold tried in the fire does? It burns. See, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that you might have some rain, and it might be white, okay? (laughs) You got two sets of garments, you know that, right? You got the righteousness of God, which is Jesus Christ, and the righteousness of saints, which is your works. That's what you, if you've been with me any length of time, you've heard it taught over and over and over again. Well, anyway, getting back to world history and individual history and Christian history, and I said it all ends in apostasy with everybody thinking everything's cool and wonderful. That's why there's there's such a big, there's a point to Christ coming suddenly, okay? There, it seems, there doesn't seem to be any, how do, how do I put this? Well, I'm, I'm not going to put it anyway. I'm just going to let Brother Chad read. Second Thessalonians two, and I'll show you where 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 it starts, and the and the word that's a lot I was taught, okay, that word studies didn't bring about a lot of fruit, but as we get closer and closer to the end, words are starting to mean more to to me anyway. I am being more cognizant of certain words in the Word of God having more impact. There they, they, than they once did in my in my own life and the way I look at them. 
okay? Because every word of God is pure, okay? Every word, every spelling, every jot, every tittle is inspired. Amen. But let's go on and read, read it, and let's see where all this stuff starts. It'll start with apostasy. And I know, oh, that means it's falling away. Isn't that so easy to say? Read it, Brother Chad. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Brother Jesus. Dave, you turn to Jude while he's talking, okay? Okay. That... Well, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Okay, that day, what day? The day of Christ. Cannot come except there be a falling away first. He's not just talking about simple heretics here and there. He had them in his days. He tells you about it in Timothy, Hymenaeus and Philetus. That's what specifically what he, he is referring to in the first few verses. Saying that the resurrection was already passed. That's what they were teaching. Christ had done come. I've mentioned it before. But this apostasy he's talking about is a big deal. There's always been heresies, folks. Always have. That, that, that's, human, that's in the degenerate human nature. If it wasn't so, then everybody would find the right way and everybody would be going down the straight and narrow, wouldn't they? Duh. Well, what's wrong? Man's got a problem. What is that problem, Brother Don? Paul lays it out better than I could ever lay it out in the first few chapters of the book of Romans. But that day, the day of Christ, shall not come. Two things have to happen. There's a great falling away. What does apostasy mean? Falling from a standing position. That's what it means, to fall away from a standing position. That's why Paul admonition in Ephesians 5 is so important. Stand, therefore I say stand, stand, stand. Don't be, there's so many admonitions of warnings about being led away with this, led away with that. And they were just as applicable then as they are today. Because human nature does not change, folks. The only thing that changes is the new man, the new birth on the inside. You can pamper it, pet it, deny it, cut it. They tried that through the ages. They tried cutting it. They would monks go off in caves and starve the flesh and do this, and they'd eventually give up because it didn't work. Because the controller, the father, wasn't the author of that part, see. Self-inflicted stuff is not what Brother Don talking about when I talk about the doctrine of Christian suffering. So let's get that out of the way. It's how you handle the adversities in your life. And if they don't none come, you in a world of hurt. 
You hear what I said? I'll say it again. If they don't none come, you 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 better start checking on something. Because Paul says they have to come. That they're part of the Christian life. Some of you ladies probably don't even like to hear that kind of talk. Probably 90% of the men don't like it, but it's the truth. Now, am I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm not going to lie to you about it. You can either bring it on or the Lord is going to come one way or the other. <laughs> the Lord put it this way. When it comes to sin, it becomes all, he, he laid two, two, two times in Matthew and Luke. He said, it's impossible, but offenses are going to come. They're going to come. You can't stop it. But don't let it be you that happens to see 2 Timothy 2. Man will purge himself. See, that's the individual free will of the individual Christian. You can, you can relegate how much comes. If you just want to go out there and live footloose and fancy free like some of the heretics teach, do whatever thou do whatever pleases you, oh, that's Luciferian doctrine. Do as thou wilt. See, Christ is contrary. Christ is absolutely counter to that. It's absolutely all the way turned around, opposite, going the other direction. Deny yourself. And folks, it's hard. To, it's hard. Some folks, the way they, it's hard to believe they're denying themselves of squat. Okay? I'm just saying. Continue reading, Brother Chad. Yes, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Bingo. Kick off into it. That kicks it all off right there. At the end of that, that when the degeneration has come to, the, to a, a critical point, at the very end, that kicks you over into Revelation, then, then then everything starts, then, the, then it's Katie barred the doors. Then it's all set up for a 70-week period, and I teach that it, there's only three and a half left of the 70. Y'all know that if you've been with me any time. Okay? Now, just read Jude. See what Brother Jude had. Now, this is the last book in the book before the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay? This is, uh, this is what I'm doing. I'm showing you. Right before the revelation of Jesus Christ comes, let's see what Brother Jude, who was the Lord's brother, by the way, has to say about it. Go ahead. Um, may I add one scripture verse about standing? Sure can. Absolutely. Okay. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or or our epistle. There you go. Standing on the word. Amen. You got it. Not brother. being. The... Go ahead. I said you got it. Amen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's spot that's on. Where so, so many errors <laughs> come. I seen clearly today when I was thinking about this and praying inwardly and that looking at things. We, when we stand on the word, and some of the things I've been hearing from the government. We are going to be labeled as hate preachers. Yes, we are. And we're going to have to stand fast in the middle of this. And yeah. what we see is all kinds of students 
and men and women who should know better, who don't open their Bibles, were taught in Christian churches as children, and they're falling away because they didn't stand on the Word, just like you were saying. Amen. And folks, when when I talk about the time, how you divide your time up, I'm not saying it like most, most of the, uh, some preachers will mention it, but they don't mention it in the in the brevity of that I'm when I'm talking about it, I'm meaning every word I'm saying like it's life or death. Okay. Yeah. I just, just read you, brother. I'm not going to okay. go there. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Uh, verse one. Yeah. Just start with verse one. Don't you read the whole book? Yes. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. To them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance Though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains unto darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignity. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water. Remember water. That's right. Whatever we said is spirit. That's right. Clouds without water. Feasting among you. Tares among the wheat, folks. 
Seed. Bears among the wheat. Yes, serpent seed without spirit. That's seed. right. After the way of Cain, who was of his father the devil. Yes. Okay, after the gainsaying of Kor. Kor is the one, Dathan and Abiram, it was part of all the rebellion that took place whenever we came out. Uh, see the great hallelujah coming out of Egypt. Coming out of Egypt, taking all the spoil and gold and jewelries. Hallelujah, God saved us. What's the first thing that happened? Boop! Fall on their face. Ground opens up and swallows them up. Which this is Sunday night, we're going to Judges. I'm going to take you and show you the historic. I'm going to show you world history in one little book. I'm going to show you world history in one little book. I'm going to show you your history. I'm going to show you your Christian life in one little book. We're going to judge you Sunday night, guys, okay? All right. Okay, y'all just mark that down. We're going to judge you Sunday night. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Yeah, that was a a sinkhole that took them. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I was reading about this huge, giant sinkhole sinkhole in Russia, like a massive. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see one massive sinkhole. And people say, oh, the ground opening up and getting all these races coming after this Israel, and, oh, yeah, the ground's just going to open like it's some kind of fairy tale that never happened before. I know, I know brother. It's, it's um, <laughs> happening all over the place. Huge sinkholes are opening up, and they can't even find where these people go half the time. Sometimes they're just down, you know, 30 or 40 feet, but sometimes they're down in some everlasting chasm down there. Well, we know that the bottomless pit's going to open up, and there's going to be things coming out and things going in. That's what it tells us in Isaiah 24. Amen. Continue reading, brother. Okay. Are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Twice dead. No, their fruit withereth. No good fruit. See, I'm always talking about that fruit tree, folks. Brochure ain't got nothing the way you dress and look. You realize that, don't you? I've seen some of the best apples and pears and peaches come off some of the gnarliest looking trees. (laughs) Go ahead, brother. Raging waves of the sea foaming out their own shame. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, this seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that They told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Oh, having not the spirit. 
Like Paul says in Romans 8, if so be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Go ahead, brother. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have and of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now that's some that's got carried away. They're, they were in a standing position, and they can be brought back into the fold. He's not talking about the ones that don't have the spirit, folks. He's yeah. talking about those that's been deceived going the wrong way with false doctrine and heresy. That's what he's talking about. Two different categories. If you can't see it, you need some eyeglasses, okay? Or some spiritual eyes right there in front of you. Continue reading. Brother Chad, I want you to go to uh, 1 John chapter 1. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, these, you know, wandering stars, these um, going after the seed of, of, of Cain and these ungodly sinners, these mockers, they, they separated themselves. They do not have the spirit of God. Wandering stars, I mean, are they of the fallen angels? Yeah, there you go, brother. That's why I've been saying what I've been saying for three and a half yeah. years. I believe they're walking among us today. Absolutely. I believe they're here now. Listen, how do I, where, what, by, what by Bible verse could I possibly have to come up with such a outlandish statement? Brother Chad, I want you to read, first of all, before you read First John, I want Brother Dave to turn to Hebrews chapter 13, and read the first few verses. I'll show you where the outlandish statement comes in, where, where I get it from, okay? Because they've been here all along, but they're here in mass now. Mm -hmm. And wandering stars, you know, stars are angels. They wandered. They left their first estate. They wandered away. Absolutely. I've been telling you all the time, 200 came down. Where's all the rest? Okay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, <laughs> and they so just, many, uh, you know, television preachers get people carried away thinking they're going to go after all of these, you know, imams or rabbis and all these people that are, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but don't spend all your time studying and praying for these people and think you're making a dis difference there. If God leads you one, fine. But, I mean, like you were just saying, those of our brethren who are backslidden, who are right. falling away, we need to hold them up in prayer. We need to go after these people. We don't need to spend all our money and time going to Iran and Iraq and trying to look under the rocks over there to get people saved. We're going to hell in a handbasket right here. Amen. You see, Amen. Man, man thinks that they can change the, the world. Folks, listen, listen. When the Catholic Church and its theocratic rule during the Middle Ages, when, when, when the Pope had theocratic rule and had his thumb on all the kings of our people, okay, it was one of the, it was the killing fields, all right? 
There is no human being that can be king and rule righteously like the Lord Jesus Christ will do when he comes. And we've done one over the millennial reign. Acknowledge him. Not going to go over it again tonight. Finish the chapter, Brother Dave. Yeah. I mean, finish that, those few verses there yeah, in right. Hebrews chapter 13. Won't you see where I get this outlandish statement that you've got angels among you right now? Go ahead, brother. Verse 21. No, Keep no. yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. Others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. To him that is able to keep you from falling. Keep that in your mind. Brother Chad's going to read about how you how this is done on a daily basis shortly. Brother Dave, Hebrews 13. Let's find out about them angels. See if I'm just uh, talking science fiction. Hebrews chapter 13, first couple of verses. Hebrews 13, 1. Let brotherly, brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Oh, really? Are you kidding me? You mean there's angels walking among us today? That's what the book says. I didn't make it up. See, you, what do you believe it? See, it all comes back to fidelity, doesn't it? It all, it all boils down to fidelity, doesn't it? In other words, do you believe it and will actuate it in your everyday life or do you just think, you just say you believe it? Huh? <laughs> it all comes back to belief, folks. It all comes back to faith. That's what it comes back to. It says to be careful about entertaining strangers because some have entertained strangers, uh, angels unaware. There's angels walking among us. And today, I'm telling you, it's not only good, it's bad as well. You know, that's something I never thought much about before. People usually don't, brother. But uh, it could be the fallen angels. That's what I'm saying, saying. brother. It's both kinds. You've got the the both both sides because there's a war going on. Amen. Ephesians 5, for we read, you know, Ephesians six twelve, for we wrestle not, see, against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood, folks. Flesh and blood, see. It doesn't say flesh and bone. The Lord makes that distinction clear when he tells them in the upper room, hey, guys, y'all think I'm a ghost. You don't see a spirit have flesh and bone as you see me have. There was no blood. The new body, there is no blood flowing through it. It must be, people in theological circles have wondered what in the world could it be? We're going to have a body like Christ. He had wounds. He told Thomas, stick your hand in my side. It wasn't a side that's sitting there pouring out blood. It was a side that was open from the wound, the nail prints in his hand, but it wasn't bleeding. He just said, you don't see a spirit have flesh, so he had flesh. And bone, he 
had bone, but no blood. Angels the same way. They don't have blood. That's where that orchiterion stuff comes in. Whatever they did, they was able to get it so they could procreate. Anyway, there's where I get the wild. It's scripture, folks. It's scripture. Now, I want to show you about how to keep from falling. Now, whether you do it or not, you know, the Lord's in control. If so, be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. All right. Just read chapter 1, brother. There ain't but a few verses. Yes. This is about fellowship. Fellowship with the one that saw fit to save your sorry self. Okay? Go ahead, Brother Chad. First John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Fellowship, fellowship, that's what this whole chapter is about, folks. Not salvation, it's about fellowship. Staying in the line, staying on the good side of the Father. Keeping yourself walking the straight and narrow. Okay? Continue, brother. Amen. Verse 4, And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth, cleanseth us from all sin. How do you, how do you walk in that light, Brother John? Keep on reading. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Amen. Continue reading, brother. Okay. Uh, the whole chapter. That's the whole chapter. You finished that chapter already? Yeah. I didn't turn to it. Will you read the last one, last verse 9 again? Yeah, 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So much for the holy sanctified, oh, I'm so righteous bunch. So much for that bunch. Brother Dave, Brother Chad, y'all got anything you want to add? Anybody in the chat room got a comment? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I watch those street preachers and those guys are going out there and people say, you know, you have sin. They're, then they're telling people they don't have sin. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> it, how can you even go there? You can't even go there. Yeah, okay, he died for our sins. He covered us in his blood for all of time. But you're just basically saying you don't fellowship with him. Well, brother, it's understanding what is saved is what what is perfect, and that's the inward man. 
that Amen. will never sin again. That, that inward man will never sin. Amen. It's just clothed. That's the soul spirit part of the person. And whenever this flesh is dropped off, it's clothed with a different body. That's why it's got a new body. And that body will never sin along with the spirit and soul that will never sin. Then the same problems, you won't have them anymore. The thoughts, the stuff that affects you right now, you will not have anymore. The same temptation will not happen again. The Lord's got it covered. Amen, amen. Brother Dave, you want anything to that? No, well, it's, it's you know, if we say that we do not have any sin, you know, we are deceived. There's absolutely no question about it. And of some people, like Catholics, they say, well, well, the priest, he's perfect. He's, you know, I can confess my sins to him. There's no mediator between God and man, but the man Christ Jesus. Amen. And that's the same for all of us, every day, all the time, 24-7. You confess your sins with, to Jesus Christ every day for right. fellowship with Him, just Amen, like you've always brother. taught us. Just like you've always taught us. And it's the inward man that's perfect. Right. And we are to strive for perfection, but on the other hand, we can't let imperfection drag us down and cause us to fall away, that we just start wallowing in our own mire, in our own woe is me, and feeling dreadful about ourselves and thinking we've fallen and now we've lost our salvation. <laughs> yeah. All this nonsense that overcomes people. Yeah, and Paul, put, Paul puts it this way. He says, brethren, therefore let not sin, therefore reign. What is the person reign? Reigning is ruling. Therefore, let let not therefore sin reign in your mortal body. See? Yes. Paul's got it all. He's got it laid out. And we're going to get to that layout here shortly. But we're going to hit judges. We're going to hit judges. We're going to continue. We're going to deal with this history of the world and the history of everything. And you included Israel itself along with all of humanity wrapped up in one little bitty short book. So we're going to start Judges. We'll go into Judges. Um, an o- overview of Judges, Brother Kevin, in case you want to go ahead and, and put the title to it. It'll be an overview of Judges, and we'll do that Sunday night. Brother Dave, if you would dismiss us in a word of prayer. Yes, I will. Father, we give you thanks for this evening. We thank you for the truth of the Word of God. We thank you that even reading and listening to the Word of God, that there's a washing of water with the Word. There's the washing of the Holy Spirit with the Word of God when it's read and when it's preached. And we give you thanks for that. For all of us who are listening, whether by download or currently in the chat room or reading tonight, we've all been washed and blessed by the Word of God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you thanks for this because the Word is God and God is the Word. And it was with Him in the beginning. And we thank you that the Lord Jesus Christ is here present with us in the Word of God and by His Spirit. And Lord, we ask you tonight to wash us from any unconfessed sin. Yes, Father. And we ask those who had been confused currently that maybe have been wrapped up in Hebrew roots movement, They have sinned every day, and if they say they haven't sinned, they are liars. And so, you know, you're not going to sacrifice a lamb. The lamb of God was 
sacrificed once and for all time, once is enough for the Lamb of God, the perfect Son of God, to die for your sins. And tonight, if you've erred and gone away into Old Testament doctrine, and not even perfect Old Testament doctrine, but twisted, carnally twisted by teachers, and even if it was perfect, it's passed away. So the New Testament doctrine is that the Lord Jesus Christ is the sacrifice for all sins. And tonight, once and for all, get it straight with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to him. Yes. Confess your sins. Repent of your following the rules and the regulations of the Old Testament law and determine that you won't have sin, reign and rule in your life. And by the Holy Spirit of God who lives in you, you're going to live by the Word of God, and you're going to read the Word of God every day and do your darndest to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And, Father, I pray that for myself as well. Yes, Father. And I pray for everyone who would ever, from this day forth, download this, that the Spirit of God had hit them from the Word go, from the time they click, on to listen, and that they would be mesmerized, not in a bad way, by demons, by the Spirit of God leading them through the Word. Amen. Yes. And tonight, Lord, I pray that we would continue to be able to study your Word this week and to learn by the Spirit of God those things whereby we will be kept from falling away and we could encourage and teach others where they have erred and keep them from falling away. Yes. And for all these things, Lord Jesus, I'm truly grateful. And I thank you, Lord, and ask you to meet the needs that are so many among us tonight. Needs of, for healings, need for deliverance from pain, deliverance from oppression, deliverance from misconceptions, deliverance from spirits oppressing depression. Father, in the name of Jesus, deliverance from debt and finances, Father, I just pray that you know the needs and that the Spirit of God goes out and meets them by the Word of God to the glory of the Father and the magnification of the preeminent Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that these things be so as it pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Brother Chad, turn to Galatians chapter 2 and read verses 20 and 21 and we'll shut it down. Galatians chapter 2. I really like... 20 and 21. I love Galatians. Yes. Last two verses, Galatians chapter 2. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, folks, pay attention. Verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God... For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. We'll hope y'all got that. Amen, amen, amen. Folks, appreciate you being here tonight. The Lord willing and help permitting, we'll see you Sunday night. You ain't got to give out no contact information tonight, Brother Dave. Love you guys. Lord willing, we will see you Sunday night, and we will go give an overview of the book of Judges and teach all kind of history lessons there. And for you and your daily life, just like it was with our ancestors. Good night, everyone. Amen. Good night. Good night, Pastor Don. Good night, Brother Dave, Brother Chad, Brother Kevin. Did a good job. Appreciate you folks being there in the chat room. God bless each and every one of you. Good night. Good night, all.
Thank you. 